They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You want a divorce? Say it! Oklahoma State's not going to change what you do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What is this? What's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I got to say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't, Tyler. Please don't. All Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. Financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We kicking this something. We kicking this thing off. Here we go. Live from the Palace in Piedmont, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Not much to go. Countdown in its final week. We're going all the way to number four today, thanks to Carter Jennings Law for sponsoring the Countdown again this year. Just the big boys left. Let's remind you of the teams we've had so far on our countdown this month. It was Texas Tech starting us off at 25, then at 24. Spencer Rattler and the South Carolina Gamecocks came in at 24. They opened with our 23rd-ranked team, North Carolina, on, uh, uh, well, 11 days from now on that Saturday night. A&M 22, Arkansas 21, Kentucky at 20, at 19. Ole Miss at 19, Quinshawn Judkins, remember that name, great running back for the Rebels. Texas 18, TCU 17, Washington 16, K-State, TJ says they will be in the Big 12 championship game at 15. At 14, Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks were our 14th ranked team. How about the Duck fan rolling out? last night and getting a team two minutes after he uh, arrived. Yeah, and a good team. I think he ended up with Tennessee, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Notre Dame 13, Penn State 12. The Sooners were at 11 in our poll. USC 10 at 9. Utah beat USC twice last year. They'll be in the Big 12 next year. They're at 9. Then we had Clemson at 8, Florida State 7, Tennessee 6, and yesterday, it was Ohio State at 5. The voice of God, Paul Keels, voice of the Buckeyes, joined us on yesterday's show, which brings us to today. The number four-ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Ah, oh, we get to hear this in person in Baton Rouge next year. 
The LSU Tigers come in at number four. Love them or hate them, they had an excellent year one under Brian Kelly. Ten wins, a victory over Alabama, a bowl game blowout. They went to the SEC championship game last year, and Brian Kelly, who... I agree, is awkward and doesn't seem to fit in with LSU. He's a heck of a football coach, folks. And he has a very good team coming back this year, including quarterback Jaden Daniels, who probably is the best returning quarterback in the SEC. Had a fantastic year last year, over 3,800 total yards, 29 combined touchdowns. He is electric with his legs, and he's got a good arm, and he has all five of his offensive linemen returning this year. He has a very good set of wide receivers to throw to. He lost Kayshawn Booty, but he's got Malik Neighbors back. He's got Brian Thomas. Uh, They went and got a transfer from Alabama, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Anderson. He'll be a good target for them. Probably need more production from the running back position, but they picked up Logan Diggs from Notre Dame, who was very good for them. LSU has been known for slow-plotting offenses the last several years, but Brian Kelly starting to turn that around. I think they got a really difficult offense to deal with this season. Defensively, very talented. Harold Perkins, Jr., He'll be in the running for SEC Defensive Player of the Year, one of the top linebackers in the country. Mason Smith, who missed most of last season with a knee injury, he will come back alongside Makai Wingo, who was an All-American last year. Uh, They went heavy portal on defense, but they got some good ones. Texas A&M transfer, Denver Harris. Uh, They picked up an Ohio State transfer in J.K. Johnson. They are loaded with LSU-type talent on the defensive side of the ball. Schedule. They have one of the most anticipated openers on Sunday night, Florida State. Two top ten teams on that opening Sunday of the season. That game will be played in Orlando. They met last year in the season opener, and it came down to a blocked extra point in New Orleans. So LSU seeking revenge. Then Grambling into SEC play at Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, at Ole Miss, at Missouri, Auburn at home, Army. They go to Alabama in early November. Then they get Florida, Georgia State, and Texas A&M all at home. It's an SEC schedule, so it's tough. But, TJ, I think they get revenge over Florida State. I think despite this game being played in Orlando – LSU is mad about losing a year ago. I think they're the better team. I think they beat Florida State. They could lose a game before the Alabama game, like maybe a trip to Ole Miss could trip them up. But I don't know. I think there's a pretty good chance LSU rolls into Bryant-Denny Stadium undefeated. And if that's the case, even if they lose that game, LSU is in the hunt for the college football playoff. One loss on the road at Alabama won't stop them. They've got a great quarterback. They've got great skill position talent. 
They've got their entire offensive line coming back. They've got multiple NFL guys on defense. It is year two under Brian Kelly. We've talked a lot about how year two for Brent Venables could be a big change. No different for LSU. They get things more. LSU is to be dealt with, TJ. I got him at number four. Too high, too low, or just right? Difficult to answer. I'll say just right, but that would mean I think that you've got someone remaining too high, and I don't know that that's the case. But I only say that because I can figure out from here who your remaining teams are, and I think you have too many. I know you're a a, a homer, but you have too many from one conference. So that's my difficulty here of where you've got them placed. And I said yesterday Ohio State was too low by one spot. That's why I would probably flip-flop them and Mm -hmm. one of your remaining teams. Um, But then that puts me in a weird situation because that means I've got uh, two from one conference, two from another as your final four, which could happen, but I don't know that I believe that that will happen either. So I'll say just right, but I think there's some shifting that needs to go on with some of your other remaining teams then. John? I think LSU is, I mean, this is an obvious statement, really, really good. I think they have a very good coach. Happens to be a bit of a weirdo, but a really good coach. And I think that their SEC, and I'm putting that in quotation marks, their SEC schedule is actually very favorable. Not bad. Because they play a 22-ranked Mississippi team, which, you know, with Mississippi, it could be 50-50 whether they're still ranked by the time they play them. Um, They're going to be talented and fast and everything, but, you know, LSU should be able to handle that game. The next ranked team they play is Bama. Okay, that's Bama. That goes beside itself. But then their only other ranked SCC opponent is A&M. And A&M will not be ranked. Which by then may not be ranked, yeah. Yeah, A&M might not be ranked. And they get them in Baton Rouge. And they might not have even their head coach by then, but, you know, maybe not with that buyout. But So I think that's a very favorable uh, schedule. As far as just definitely going in and beating up on – Florida State. I'm not 100% sure about that. I kind of think well, I don't know Florida, if they're beating up on them. I'm just saying they're going to win the game. That'll I, be a great football game. The game last year was fantastic. You, you mm-hmm. talk about how good Jalen Daniels was. He led them on that comeback. Yep. Right? I mean, he just marched them right down the field with like a minute 30 to go. And it How was, about that Jordan Travis, Jalen Daniels quarterback matchup in that oh, game? Oh, it's going to be fantastic. But my point is, they, they, score, they, they run all over Florida State, specifically with Jalen Daniels. They, get to, they score... They've already had like a missed point after, a missed field goal attempt. Their special teams were terrible that day. All they do is need to go run for two and they win the game. Like just go for two and win the game. And he didn't. He tried to kick it. They lost. My point is Daniels is really good. Anytime you can have a returning quarterback uh, of that caliber come back with a a talent level team like LSU, they're going to be really good. As Mm -hmm. far as healthy, he'll be in New York. I mean. Yeah, I, I think as far as too low, too high, just right, I think at four, probably just right. But, I mean, they have – I mean, any of these top five teams have a chance to finish as high as they potentially could. I mean, they, they're a really good team. LSU at number four. Chris Blair, their play-by-play voice, will join us on Thursday's show to talk more about the Bayou Bengals. We'll take a break. Visit with our friend John here at Brown O'Haver when we come back on a Tuesday morning. 